Welcome, listeners, to a special edition of the Off Bike Podcast. Well, actually, it's going to be a series, uh, and it's kind of not really off bike. It's going to be about on bike. We want you to join us on what we're calling Time Traveller. It's a project that has been inspired about my quest to to get fit again over the next couple of months. I mean, as fit as I can in two and a half months, months, and the goal being to improve my 20-minute test, my 20-minute, kind of how hard I can go, my, my power threshold, my get my weight down, get my fitness up. But the point being that I've been out of the game for so long that I can't really, I'm off the back, I don't know what's going on. So we're going to rope in all these people from the industry and some people from outside the industry who are experts and learn all about, learn all over again about training, about the science, sports science, nutrition, aerodynamics, the psychology, uh, etc. and share it with you. We want this to be a masterclass in time trialing, but also actually not in the way you might think about it. For some of us, for me, I'm going to take it pretty seriously as an old-school time trial with all the equipment, but for others, it could just be on a Zwift or on your Brompton or, you know, whatever you want to do it on. The point being, we want to see if we can help you, alongside me, be the best you can be in 20 minutes. And, yeah, that's it. But I spoke to Michael a lot about this, and that's the point of this first podcast. So perhaps that will help you understand a bit more the reasoning behind it and help convince you to join us, because it's going to be all giving from our side, because uh, I hope that's going to motivate me to, to do this because that's the reason I'm doing it. I need to share this and, and create that social contract with you to, to make sure that I don't give up because I've had a habit of giving up, of getting fit for quite a while now and not going to do it in the Time Traveller project. Anyway, listening to Mikkel and I talk about it all and I hope you'll go to the show notes and, and sign up and, and join us for the next couple of months. Hi, Mikkel. Hi, David. Where are you? You got a snowy. I got a snowy background. You got a snow. Well, actually, I look like I'm in a sauna, but you got a snowy background. Yeah, I'm not far from you. I'm just on the the hill, the um, you know Mont Blanc, just around Mont Blanc, in Chamonix. Uh, nice. I'm in Champéry. We've managed to time our time in the mountains at exactly the same yeah. moment in the year, which has made this difficult. It's also made it very difficult for me to be training which is yes. ridiculous considering this is a special edition of Off Bike. And we're going to do a series of these over the next 11 weeks, um, mm-hmm. kind of interviewing people and talking about the Chapter 3 Time Traveller Challenge, which I guess we can go into now. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, well, it's this idea that we've had. We actually, it's actually been you and me because you keep badgering me to get back on the bike and train. And that's true. I kind of dip in and out of it. And I decided the only way I could do it was to set myself an actual objective, kind of a reason to do it. And that being, and I thought about it a lot, and I don't want to do what I did a couple of years ago and go and do a New York marathon or anything like that. I thought I'd go back to my roots and do something that's quite short and fast because actually that's all I want to do is go fast again on a bike. So the whole concept is, is that over the next two and a half months is train to do a 10 mile time trial again, which equates to a 20 minute effort. And so that's the plan, Mikkel. It sounds awful. 
Well, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. This has been one of the things, because even you said, because the more I looked into it, I realized since I last did a, a time trial was 2014, and I have a time trial bike in my office at home. I have one at the Chapter 3 studio in Girona, and it kind of sits there ominously, kind of just, kind of there. I, I look back at it with nostalgia, and I thought... Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of saying, I thought, what about well, me? I'm lonely. I'm lonely. Do something with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm 45 now, and I thought, if I don't yeah. if I don't team back up with it again now, I probably yeah. never will. And And so this is the whole concept, and you've been asking brilliant questions about it because i started looking at it and going looking at my bike my cervello p5 from 2014 the last time trial bike i rode Mm -hmm. and that's the one that's high up on a shelf which i won't be bringing down but i got this wonderful factor that was made for me three years ago four years ago they're slick um which was it's in a livery it's painted up the same as the poster for the movie time trial that we made in my Uh. final year and i thought i thought oh Maybe I can use that. I'll kind of train on that. And I, I got in touch with Factor to tell them I was going to do it with Rob Jatillis, who's the owner of Factor, mm. uh, the founder of Factor. And he said, we got a better bike. We've got the Hanzo now. Why don't we make you one of those? And I was like, of oh, no. Of course they have. Oh, no. And <laughs> and then, uh, then I spoke to Steve Smith and told him about it, the boss of Castelli, an old friend who, who made all the kind of helped create Chapter 3. And he's like, you know what? Why don't we get you one of our super duper Ghana speed suits? And I was like, oh no. And I spoke to Marty, my coach, my friend in Drona who coaches Pickcock and his coach Jan Fredeno and kind of all these brilliant kind of athlete rock stars. And he was like, oh, why don't I coach you for it? And all of a sudden I found myself deep in this. I, I dug a hole too deep to get out of. And actually then it opened up this curiosity. I was like, oh, this could be fun. And that's when you started asking all these questions as well. Yeah. Like, what do you even eat? And how do you train? And all of that. What do you wear? And yeah. but you know what I really like about this challenge is I don't think you're alone, even though you might think so in your chalet in Chambry. I guess you're having a Swift bike with you there, right? Just keep up. I do. I brought a bike. Yeah. I brought a, brought a, a, a tax trainer and a and yeah. my bike and Brilliant. did it and I did it for the first two days and then just got overrun with felt guilty because it's one of the rare holidays I get with the family so yeah. even me I'm kind of flaked out the last three days but I did a ramp test here and I did a test in a laboratory last mm. week and we'll we'll come to that because but listen my the point whole concept was of, I think you know what you're doing is something that of course is really unique for you because you used to be a great time trialer that was your discipline in some sense, some sense. Um, but this thing about setting up a challenge for yourself that you have to meet in a certain time frame, and it's actually a little bit impossible, a little bit difficult. You have to go through a lot. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who need that, including myself, I can, I can review. But, you know, so many people, because once you, when you're not, you know, racing anymore for a race or preparing for a fondo or something like that. Why would you, you know, go in super shape? Like, and, and of course, they, I know you can get fit and you can lose weight and you can be happy and you can look better and all of those things. You can feel young again when you're 45. But it's just not enough, is it? No, it, 
it's not and it's and i think that's what when i kind of the, the whole started getting deeper and it started off as a personal kind of challenge uh, motivated by you as well and some other people around me and ultimately me because i i need to do it i'm overweight i'm unfit uh, i don't feel physically good and ergo psychologically i'm not on my best because i'm not physically good and i thought well i can fix this but i need to really set myself an objective and so going through this and i suddenly realized well actually i'm this is quite an every person scenario it's really difficult to find the time to do it it's really difficult to get access to to the knowledge the latest it's you have to go down you procrastinate you spend so long trying to find stuff out that you never actually start it and i'm kind of in that phase at the moment but because i've set this deadline of may the 14th i i have to get it done and i have to start now and even now i'm finding it difficult although i've done the testing and and so what the idea has turned into is why don't we try and get as many people to join the journey and yeah. share the knowledge i'm learning and perhaps okay i'm i'm super privileged in the fact that i've got friends that are going to support me with stuff but actually instead of it being about just me getting all this fast stuff because of the fact that i was one of the world's best time trialists and perhaps they want to see me do it again as well and just try is also yeah. well why don't we share that knowledge why don't i speak to rob detillis the owner of factor and find out what's going on with bikes because i don't know why the hanzo's faster what the what they've technology is now i mean i commentate on bike races but i'm not at the coal face doing it and so it's no. it's actually turning more into a, cur- a journey of curiosity and and we discover i've noticed you don't really like to talk about the technique of biking when people ask you it's it's not something you you do talk a lot about no yeah it's true actually i suppose and that's been a conscious avoidance and Whereas actually it's something I love so much and this has rekindled that. And so yeah. to be able to, sh- to share all this, this learning and these, these conversations and this, this, it's, it's kind of humiliating in a way because it's not going to be, I'm, I'm fighting a headwind on this one, but hopefully it, that is relatable because for all of us, it's it's like that. It's finding the time in the day. It's it's. But, but that, now is the time for you to sh- actually share what you actually know or t- and try to make it conceivable for people, understandable for people. Like, how do you actually time travel? Yeah. How do you sit on a bike? How do you train for it? What? Why? Why is it difficult? What's easy about it? What's nice about it? Yeah. What's the feeling you ought to have? All of that. Well, exactly, and I want to share that over the, the coming weeks and months mm. is is all of this and that's part of the time traveler uh, journey for those people that sign up for this and we'll have the link in the show notes to sign up uh, through chapter3.com so what it will be is it's a, a newsletter that's going to go out to people and content that's going to go out to people as every week we've broken it down into uh, 12 weeks this is the second week um, and this week is about the plan is about where do we start and it's speaking to my coach marty and it's learning about how to baseline your fitness and what that's about what is your baseline how i mean how do we even define that and next week we'll be speaking to christian vandervelde and the people at the breakaway who have created this app to that accumulates data from your training peaks uh, i think the training peaks zwift and garmin 
it connects and then puts in a really elegant way for you to see where your baselines are. But the most important thing now is for the listeners to the people who follow this is to go and baseline test. Now, baseline yeah. testing, we put in the newsletter that's out this week, which has connected this podcast is within that, but we'll also put it on mm-hmm. chapter3.com. We've put this different information because I've had to go in and look again. Well, what is everyone's talking about FTP, functional threshold <laughs> yes. power. And I was like, well, what is that? And you asked me that. And I was like, well, I think I know, but maybe I don't know. So I've gone in and kind of looked into what that is and redefining it. And yeah. I went last week to see Marty to do my, uh, it wasn't even a first baseline test. He wanted to just check my body. And mm-hmm. he says, and for everybody who, who does this, it's, it is advised to, to make sure you're, I mean, you should probably have an ECG done <laughs> and, and these sort yeah. of things. We don't want people blowing themselves up. Yeah. So the first time I did that last week and, and you know what, we can skip to that now, Mikkel and, mm. and hear that the me doing that test last week. Let's and do that. we won't give the results of that one and we'll go to that now. Okay. So to set the scene, uh, David, why don't you tell us where we are, why we're here and who we're meeting? We're on the edge of Drona, on the outskirts, at the Senate Centre, which is this fitness, sports, medical centre. They do physio, they have gym set up, they have running analysis, bike fitting, the whole shebang. But more importantly, it's run by my friend Marty Castello, who's going to be coaching me over the next three months. But first of all, we've got to do a baseline test and see where I am so he can work out what sort of training I should be doing and the numbers and uh, and here he is Marty riding <laughs> riding on the Brompton through the gym hey Marty how are you <laughs> as if on cue riding a chapter 3 Brompton in a white coat with a stethoscope it is Marty oh I'm good so Marty this is where we can keep this going yeah yeah um yeah <laughs> so Marty Castello my um, coach, coach extraordinaire for many great athletes in the Girona region. Can you explain to the listeners what we're doing today? Well, we'll do a, an effort test to try to simulate uh, what is the condition, a physiological condition on a race or on a hard training and see how is your start base. And what do you get from that start base? Because when we think about we're going to ask other people to do this sort of thing, uh, what's the reason for doing it? So basically what we want to know is to see physiologically how is the environment of your body and the reaction to decide the next steps for the training. Baseline, let's go. Okay, so David, we are in the lead up to you starting your test. Uh, How would you describe the feelings at the moment? (sighs) I feel a bit better than the ride here, Ross. I genuinely was a bit queasy. I was riding out here on the Brompton through town. Now I'm here. It's kind of, it's all coming back to me. I don't know. I'm kind of trying not to think about it, to be honest with you. Is this how you always felt pre-testing? Or is this definitely a post-retirement feeling? No, this is definitely a post-retirement feeling. When, when I was young, I loved testing. I'd smash it. By the end of my career, I just hated it and wouldn't really try. I think I'm kind of back in between the two now. because so I know I'm going to have to try really, really hard. And I'm not really allowed just to throw the towel in like I would have done at the end of my career. So that's what's a bit nerve-wracking because this is going to get ugly. And I don't like getting ugly on the bike. 
So we were talking beforehand. We, what we're trying to find out is sort of like a baseline performance level for 20 minutes because that's what we're going to be aiming for on the day. What would be a v- what are you hoping for? What are you expecting? And what would be like a very pleasant surprise? <sighs> what I'm hoping for is to be just above 300. Um, su- surprise could go either way. If I don't even make 275 or I get 325, they're both going to be different types of surprises. So with 325, that means that I probably... That could get quite a lot better, which could be a lot of work, and it's going to be less progression. If it's low, it already, I really do suck. If it's around 300, that seems quite realistic. Thank you. But to be honest with you, Ross, it's a complete mystery. I just have no idea. And uh, although it might be a little depressing to reveal that now, um, back in your racing days, what would you be hoping for from a test like this today? 450 kind of thing I mean I used to average when I was at my best in time trialing average 450 for an, up to an hour those days are long long gone Ross but uh, but yeah I know that but I'm hoping that even though I'll probably won't even get near to 400 by the end of these three months with all the the specific training and the equipment I should still hopefully be able to go quite fast and that's what I'm looking for it still feels the same it's the old adage isn't it you don't get any, it doesn't get any easier you just get faster Start. Okay, that's the beginning. Oh, I'm dizzy, I'm tired. Yeah. Well, as long as you don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> if you hate me, tell me. I will not stop, but I will know. He's such... I always tell him he's such a talented guy. He's naturally strong. Still? <laughs> Still. EF, EF class. Form is temporary, class is permanent. Yeah, 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 it's unreal. We still have the numbers there. Eh? I mean, of course, it needs to improve, but it's, it's just baseline is unreal. It's, it's, no, no, you have such good numbers. Would you expect uh, someone who used to be incredibly fit in the past and then has had time off, um, what sort of ceiling do you think they still have for kind of performance numbers and, and getting that performance back is there a certain amount that's kind of always there yeah 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 yeah. it depends on depend of the way of life but yeah usually it drops a lot you, you still have something because they know how to suffer so they can still move some good numbers even if they are not fit um, but in his case it's not just this of course he still has some numbers because he's still taking care of himself and doing some activities so his start line is already good base um, but it's the efficiency it's, it's so efficient and it's for me it's quite incredible it's like quite nice to see that he have the talent or natural talent that he's efficient even after that many years not trying to train to be efficient you know which is one of the first things you will lose you will still have maybe the numbers but you're not efficient so he's still being efficient and of course but if he, I mean you know the Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> but no. you're, you're, still, you're still a racer. The 1970s Formula One. <laughs> there's, some, uh, there's some kind of dirt stuck in the engine that you need to get rid of. <laughs> how was that initial uh, little bit? Yeah, you kind of, it's so weird how you just slip into that place again. And as Marty said, I kind of sit around hard because I've got no muscle strength at the moment. I have to be purely aerobic. 
so heart, my cadence is like 125. So the harder it gets, the more I have, the faster I have to pedal. Because I just not, not got no strength. You still, you see the yeah. head rate was still there. Huh? Yeah. It was not yeah. explosion. No. Oh, excellent. So let's let's back to put some pressure here. Okay, stay in a comfort. Yeah. But don't relax too much. Okay, keep going. Good job. Stay here. Okay, keep here. Ten seconds to go. Okay, game over. Five seconds, we're done. Don't drop. One more. That's it. Is that one of the main things that you can notice between, say, an amateur and a pro, is the ability to recover between those really hard efforts? Yeah, well, if, if they are in a good shape, of course. Uh, if they are not in a good shape, like David, that he's just restarting now. No, this is not... You will see the, the ability to suffer and to keep suffering and to recover at some point a bit better, but not doesn't have a good recovery as they don't been training you know it's not something that really makes difference but the biggest difference is, is the ability to stay there to suffer to know themselves you know to be focused in this kind of efficiency even if they don't have sometimes and you said that that 30 second performance there was better than the 10 second yeah performance. what does that tell you about the current shape well right now the main information is just giving us a a start line where we can start to work from, but what he's telling is his base is on the maximal power, he's not good enough. But anyway, he was not also his specialty, which is not a big worry at this point. How are you finding it so far? Flash PTSD. No, it's good, it's amazing how you just disappear into it and remember what it was like. Yeah, it's good. Feels good. Like, bad, but good. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay, excellent. We have a base we have to analyze. I will put on the software. Yeah. And next steps. Um, so, Marty, can you explain to us um, the kind of system of how you test your athletes and how you break up the test into different segments and why you do it? Well, actually, with David, we did now a different test. It's just to try to recreate a situation with a lot of lactic acid on his body. So this first with a bit of a RAM test, four minutes increasing power, depending according of his numbers, to make him feel, feel tired you know, into the lactic poles. And then we did different kind of efforts according of what we will find on his training program to, to perform what we want to achieve. And then we did another RAM test at the end to see the final condition. With this, we can analyze the physiological and, and, and the strength according with the hair rate and make from here a, a point where we can start and see the performance on the following weeks. And if you were going to explain to someone at home who has like a basic setup, kind of what's the easiest way that they could do the same thing at home to find their own baseline? Well... There is a lot of ways to do. If, if you never did a test, the first thing I will recommend is to find a, your home doctor, your family doctor, and to do an SCG to be sure that he's healthy enough to do this kind of tests. When we know that person is healthy and don't have any issue to go deep, then he can, he can do a ramp up in home. Uh, like, like, 
there's different ways to do it. So it's not the same, it will not be the same for a mountain biker that does marathons and for a guy that does TTs or... But yeah, there is a few different formulas that we can give you depending of which kind of discipline he is. And if it's just to know about health or it's not about performance, then I will highly recommend to go to the GP of his town and, and ask for a normal ECG test, stress test. Okay, so, so David, really this isn't an invitation to anybody to join this and, and learn how to you know, do a time trial or time travel, as you call it, and meet a lot of interesting people. I think it's a phenomenal program we put together. It's, it's a gift, I think, really, to anyone who's interested in trying to get fitter. So try and join it, and there will be a link where you can join up. And it doesn't cost anything, and uh, there's no commercial purpose in it other than we want to support David in accomplishing this quite difficult task at the age of 45, sitting in a chalet in Chambéry with his swift bike getting ready. <laughs> and the end date, David, is 14th. That, the 14th of yeah, May, right? May 14th. That, that's where I yeah. should go out and, and, and actually do it. <laughs> But now you should yeah, start planning, um, right? Yeah. You start planning, and it's we'll put together a little calendar that you can kind of print out a PDF calendar, so you can actually see it. And we recommend you print that out and put it somewhere. Put it in your uh, on a pin board on your fridge. It doesn't matter. So because it's very easy to lose track of time, and we'll put down because the procrastination is one thing, but what we want to do is is kind of keep track of where we are within it. And when we talk about May the fourteenth, this is an idea. I'm going to map out a course. I'm going to draw a start line. In on flat roads near me in Drona, I'm going to go out there and see how far I can go in 20 minutes. But you can also do that on your Zwift bike, on Peloton, on uh, on a mountain bike, on your Brompton. It doesn't matter. The point actually, being that we're trying. To I know something that is. We we used to say when we started this, you can go anywhere. You can go up a mountain. You can go gravel. And then what you of course did was go up the mountain on the gravel bike on an impossible oh, course God, with yeah. the, <laughs> where you couldn't even I've bike. Three, <laughs> so just for, I've so done don't do that three baseline tests now so i've done three baseline <laughs> tests <laughs> yeah. the first one was up a mountain with lachlan morton off-road and to the point where we both came stood still had to unclip because it was too steep and too rocky that one was a fail the second one i did with marty which you just listened to which is a lab test, which wasn't actually a baseline, that was just a check. And so I actually ended up doing my baseline here in Switzerland in the chalet downstairs on on Zwift, uh, on my home trainer, uh, uh, using their ramp test, which again I link to in the newsletter and we'll have on, okay. the, on the Chapter 3 weekly all these links to different things. Because you can right. just, that's actually the best one to use if you have access to Zwift. Uh, and you can go into their ramp test, and I've linked to where it is within that and uh, on chat3.com. And then that will give you your FTP. That will give you an FTP. And I can tell you mine ended up being 295 watts, which mm. is what I got from Zwift. So ultimately, that's where mine is right now. That's my benchmark after ha having not done that on a bike in eight, oh yes, eight years. And being probably the unfittest I've been. And 
also to put that in perspective, I'm 85 kilos. So it's not, although for many people, 295 might sound a lot, mine needs to be a, a lot higher than that for how big I am. Mm. But I'm, mm. what I've also got to do over the next two and a half months is lose six kilos, seven kilos, but also yeah. while gaining muscle. So we're we going to talk about how to do that. Nutrition. Yep. So I'm going to be doing, I'm visiting a university in two weeks in, in the UK and speaking to the head nutritionist to start working out how to do that. And we'll be sharing all that. So we'll be talking about aerodynamics. We'll be talking about the bikes. We'll be talking about what you wear, the nutrition, the training plans, the, the psychology. We'll be talking to aerodynamicists. We'll be talking about how you measure and gauge and prepare for courses, protocols you need to set in place. We just want to go through the whole process and and yeah. and really educate people. And, It's and like it a real masterclass. It's a real masterclass. It, <laughs> yeah, it, that's, yeah, that's the idea. It's going to be a masterclass in time trialing and also just training and kind of nutrition and all those bits and bobs. Uh, and I hope that it's going to be a really fun journey for people and it's going to be good content and fun chats and hopefully very accessible for people because everything we're doing, everybody will be able to take things away from it. We'll be sharing content from other people as well. And the Breakaway app will be giving two months free access to to the to the platform and we'll be getting christian vanderveld on board we have the zwift rides on tuesday nights which at the moment are social we'll start to turn those into training sessions it's going to be i hope uh, it's going to suck because it's going to be quite hard <laughs> but it's going to be fun because we'll learn but a lot actually i noticed when you visited your coach that the scare you had before going there was larger than actually doing it wasn't it Yeah, it was. I mean, I was genuinely queasy going there because I knew I hadn't yeah. gone that hard in a long time doing a test. And and that was really, it was quite a nice feeling to be really nervous about something. And I think that that's good. It's good when you're nervous because it means you care. And I don't want to raise the bar. Yes, I do want to raise the bar, David, actually. I do want to raise the bar. You know, I think we are all, all the listeners, including me, the observers, We there's one question in our mind. Does he still have it? Like that's the question we have. Yeah. <laughs> Just to put it there. Yeah, and you know what? I think you I think have. We, I think you do. I, th I think I think I'll I'll look good. <laughs> uh, yes. But that's the most the important thing, isn't it? <laughs> But uh, uh, I don't know. I yeah. I you know what it is, Michael? I just want to feel good. And I think that's what we all want. We just want to get on a bike and have that day where we feel really good. And May the 14th, I hope we all feel really good on the bike that day for 20 minutes and mm. can finish it and go, yeah, we did our best. That was good. And it's a little bit, it's a bit DIY where there's no big event for it. It's, we just all do it ourselves on May the 14th and we can all share it and tag yeah. and we want to build a community around it and make people you feel You know what, but if all, it's a success, maybe we've all, we can we've make it a real thing next year where people actually in a meeting yeah. place. That would be and, awesome. Do the chapter three TT. Yeah. We actually with a with a with a, with a goal line and uh, you know referee and everything like a follow a car oh. and everything right <laughs> and and catering okay, oh yeah lots of catering so I, I can do that yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so just and and we'll go into this as well we'll go into the history of time trials because in the UK time trialing is, is where I started this is why I kind of mm. heart back to this is because of the first ever race I did in the UK was a 10 mile time trial I was 15 years old and my mum had signed me up to a local cycling club 
and I'd visit back from Hong Kong and she knew I'd got into cycling and just swapped my mountain bike for a road bike and she found a club called High Wycombe Cycling Club and got in touch with them and they said oh yeah we do time trials every Tuesday uh, and Longwick so that's and where it all started I'll take you down there and that's where it all started and I was in a little lay-by and mm. uh, just a, a guy with a clipboard two marshals everyone there you go and pay your 50p you get your number pin your numbers on and no one told you what to do. There were two roundabouts. You went out and back. And then you'd shout your numbers. You cross the line. And they'd note it down. And you'd get back. you go back to the local village hall. And they'd serve tea and cakes. And everyone would chat. And that's wow. where it started for me. And that's where I fell in love with it. Cycling. Sounds I had no idea at the time. Uh, and I'd love us to do something like that. Tea and cakes right. afterwards. And yeah. kind of. And clipboards. And pin on numbers. And pay a euro. And kind of. Let's go. My favorite, and when I was young and, and raised not at your level at all, just in Danish local shit level, but <laughs> my favorite discipline was team time trial because you can sort of oh. relax for, for half a second or something like, and then you go like all in Yeah. for, what is it, 20, I, 30 yeah. seconds? Yeah. It's such yeah, a wonderful feeling. 20, 30 seconds, that's about right. Yeah. It's an yeah. amazing. And we have, and that's another side project you and I have, is the, the Paris-Copenhagen Team time yeah. trial, which is yeah. another story, but we'll get to that probably after May the 14th. So if you hang on time. and yeah, sign time up trial. for this masterclass, you'll meet all these amazing people. You'll get in shape. You'll look good. You'll get the answer to whether David still have it. And maybe we'll invite you for Paris Copenhagen, which will be a, the longest team time trial ever. Sign up. Oh, everything's in the show notes. So do that. And, uh, Michael and I will be meeting loads of interesting people over the next few weeks. What's next? Uh, next week is the training. Is uh, I think I got a, I haven't got the list in front of me, but it's with Christian van der Velde and introducing us to the Breakaway app. And okay, having cool. Christian van der Velde, who's wonderful, who is who is uh, an ex teammate of mine, one of the greatest ever American pro cyclists, and uh, he's a, a joy to listen to. And he's going to be on this journey because me and him are a little bit of a tete-a-tete mission to yeah, see yeah, improve I, I noticed. The next. He's also very, yeah. he's yeah. teasing you, isn't he? Right. So, yeah. But, um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. You'll see, you'll see actually, there's, there's one thing, Michael, that I put in, um, the notes I was listening to a podcast last week. It was with Tim Ferriss and Rich Roll. And it's an hour and four minutes in and they'd start talking about why we do this sort of thing. And I think that's what everybody listening to this has to, it's you can okay. you don't have to do it you can just go along for the ride and, and listen and follow and and get everything we're sharing or you can do it but if you do it it's really good to do it rope, rope some friends in because yeah. if you have some friends to kind of go on the journey with it ends up being this wonderful camaraderie kind of competition and yeah. you kind of it, it rallies you to to be better so i'm doing that with christian vanderveld and, and if you if you do that to the listeners, I have to say, please share it because I'm super curious. I know you are too. What kind of competitions are people? You know, how are they bullying each other? What's who's winning? Why and so on. So we 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 want to be in touch. So if you have a couple of friends, sign up with them. Even though if they're in bad shape and you're in great shape, or the other way around, you can still beat them because as Better I understand, they're in bad not, shape. Yeah, because. You have it. You have the upper hand here because it's not about how far you go in ten or twenty minutes. It is how how much better you can become in doing twenty minute time trial, right? 
And I think um, it's just about it's all about self improvement. And I've seen Christian on Swift a couple of times, and he's not in bad shape. You can't just uh, clean that. He's a machine. No, he's a machine. <laughs> he still looks amazing. Yeah, although he's pretty heavy. He's like 70, 75 kilos. And it's like oh. so he's but he's quite muscly. But you know, okay. it's good. I can beat him on the flat. I'm pretty sure of that. I'm not yeah. so sure I can beat do it on the flat. Don't go. On, can't beat him up don't go up yeah. the mountain. Horses just for ho- as you say, horses for horses. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So so okay. Look at the show notes and um yeah. and uh this is. This is the beginning of the journey, and Mikkel and I will be interviewing some fascinating people, and some of them never, ever uh, really talk to people. Rob Jatillas doesn't. Steve Smith doesn't. Uh, we'll be speaking to head nutritionists. We'll be speaking to all sorts of characters, even Ashton Lambie, the, the yeah. fastest fastest bike racer in the world, will be part of this. Uh, and Robbie Ketchell, the sports scientist uh, who did some of the most innovative things, not just in cycling, but in running. He was the 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 guy who led all the signs for the sub two hour marathon, uh, so and my sister Fran Miller who was the CEO oh. of Team Ineos is she also who, doing uh, it? Well, I haven't pulled her in yet, but I think I might do. She's in training yeah, so for something, yeah. so I might yeah. give her a purpose. Yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Yeah, all you right. should get one of the Brompton people to do it on a Brompton. By the way, that's, that's a good idea. We'll do yeah. that. Just uh, an idea. Anyway, I won't bore you more. But uh, talk to you next week then.